الحمد لله ثم الحمد لله الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا مباركا أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا رسول الله إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما I praise God and bear witness that there is no God but him and the Prophet Muhammad May the peace and blessings of God be upon him, is his prophet and his messenger. Assalamu alaikum and Ramadan Mubarak to all. Once again, I ask you to forgive me the PowerPoint format, but I am taking advantage of the unconventional situation to be able to give some khutbahs that I wouldn't otherwise be able to give khutbahs that are best served by visual aids. And you know, of course, when we do our traditional Jum'ah, you don't find a khatib bringing visual aids to the member. You don't find a khatib coming up with a finger puppet. But every once in a while, it may be useful to break the convention a little bit, particularly given that these are really now Friday reflections, not the Friday khutbahs that are in place for the communal Jum'ah prayer. Most of us will be listening to these reflections and then praying our Dhuhr prayer. And so I am taking a little bit of liberty in hope, inshallah, that this may be of benefit and particularly to our young people. I have had young people come to me and say, we like the different kinds of khutbah. We don't want the same khutbah over and over Islam is good, kufr is bad, we've heard it all before, give us something different. And so, here is my attempt, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless the attempt and forgive me any mistakes, inshallah. So let me begin the khutbah by asking you to look at these two lines. The vast majority of us, I dare say all of us, will see the bottom line as longer than the top. Many of you may be familiar with this diagram. It's called the Mueller-Lyer optical illusion. And the topic of this khutbah is illusions and the relationship of Ramadan to illusions. Now we as human beings think of ourselves as very logical and rational. But unfortunately, we are prone to illusion. And as you look at this slide, you will see that the two lines are indeed the same length, but the arrowheads create the very definite illusion that the bottom line is longer than the top line. Now, these illusions can be put together to create even bigger illusions and more elaborate illusions. Like in this diagram, that makes use of the Mueller-Lyer simple illusion that we saw before and puts a whole bunch of them together to create a situation where you think that the blue and the red line segments are of varying lengths and that the lines between them undulate, but you now know that they're all the same length. And here's another illusion. 
essentially all of us looking at this will see black dots and white dots blinking between the squares and there are no black dots here it is simply an optical illusion due to the way our brain processes contrasts of colors illusions in fact can be very elaborate like this seasickness by walt anthony as you look at it you are perceiving motion in the picture that you are diving deeper into the center but there is absolutely no motion this is an entirely still picture and the illusion again is one of our visual perception now what is the point here the point is that number one we're prone to illusion and number two we're prone to many illusions it's not just visual optical illusions we're prone to intellectual illusions so for example look at this very simple problem a bat and a ball together cost a dollar ten one dollar and ten cents the bat costs a dollar more than the ball how much is the ball easy right so most of you will say that the ball is 10 cents however if you think about it that's wrong if the ball is 10 cents and the bat costs a dollar more than the ball the bat will cost a dollar 10 together they'll be a dollar 20. the ball is actually five cents very simple problem but most of us fall into the intellectual illusion of a wrong answer so for example we are prone to physical illusions that's easy to demonstrate as we sit here and listen to this khutbah we think that we're sitting still but because of the earth's rotation around the sun we are moving at over 65,000 miles per hour you know if you go 100 miles per hour in your car and please don't do that you know you're going very fast we are moving at 65,000 miles an hour and yet we think we are sitting still or the illusion of drifting with the current if you've ever been swimming in the ocean you have your beach chair set up and after a while you look up and you don't see the beach chairs anymore where are they you think did somebody take the beach chairs no we have actually imperceptibly drifted with the current hundreds of feet away from our chairs and when we keep scanning the beach we finally see our chairs and we confirm that we've drifted and yet we have the illusion that we are where we started and now let us apply these ideas to our life as a whole what do i mean by that i mean let us look at the quran as not just a book of rules but as a revelation dealing with the human psyche and this is one of the really underserved under discussed miracles of the quran how it deals with the psychology of the human mind the quran gives us a landmark so that we don't drift or if we drift it gives us the signpost in the sand so that we break the illusion and realize that we've drifted away and inshallah come back 
it lets us know over and over that we are prone to illusions and so that helps us to not fall prey to them. The words the Quran uses to describe this phenomena are ghurur and its forms and zayyana and its forms. And we will see that insha'Allah in uh, a few verses for illustration. Okay, so let's look at how the Quran is helping to immunize us against the illusion. So it is telling us in Surah An-Nisa about the shaitan, verse 120 from Surah An-Nisa, And the word ghurur here or illusion is the word that has the arrow over it. He holds out promises to them and fills them with vain desires. Yet whatever Satan promises them is but meant to delude the mind. In other words, it's meant as an illusion. He fills us with false hopes and vain desires through the power of illusion. And Muhammad Asad's commentary, the term ghurur, again that's the word with the arrow, signifies anything by which the mind is beguiled or deceived, the illusion that takes us in. For instance, utter self-abandonment to earthly joys because of the illusion that it doesn't matter or the absurd belief that there is no limit to man's aims and achievements. And again, let's look at Surah Luqman, uh, Surah 31, verse 33. And again, I have the arrows here pointing out the word of interest, the word that means illusion for those who's, um, for whom Arabic is not the first language. إِنَّ وَعْضَ اللَّهِ God's promise is surely true, so let not worldly life beguile you, let it not take you over with its illusion, nor let the deceiver deceive you concerning God. Let not the great illusionist set an illusion over you about the reality of God the reality of this life, the fact that it is a test, the fact that we will be called to account. Don't let yourself, don't let myself, none of us, inshallah, be taken in by the illusion that the great illusionist, the shaitan, wants to cast before our eyes. And one of his great illusions is to make our bad deeds seem like they're good or okay to falsely beautify them to us. And that's the word zayyana, which is again the word marked by the arrow. Talking about the people of Saba, I'll just talk about the portion of interest in the verse. Um, Solomon, peace be upon him, receives the report about these people that the shaitan has deluded them so they worship the sun instead of God. وَزَيَّنَ لَهُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ أَعْمَالَهُمْ فَصَدَّهُمْ عَنِ السَّبِيلِ فَهُمْ لَا يَهْتَدُونَ and Satan made their conduct appear good to them. He gave them the illusion that they're doing a good thing and has thus diverted them from the right path so that they might not be guided. Same with the people of Ad and Thamud in Surah Al-Ankabut 29.38 وَعَادًا وَثَمُودًا وَقَدْ تَبَيَّنَ لَكُمْ مِمَّا سَاكِنِهِمْ وَزَيَّنَ لَهُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ أَعْمَالَهُمْ فَصَدَّهُمْ عَنِ السَّبِيلِ وَكَانُوا مُسْتَبْصِرِينَ And again, Zayyana has the arrow over it. The same happened to the tribes of Ad and Thamud. This must be clear to you from their runes. 
Satan made their actions seem good to them, and he turned them away from the straight path. Now look at the end of the verse. Even though they were intelligent people. So being intelligent is not enough to protect us from the illusion. The illusion of this life is a very, very powerful one. It's an amazing handicraft of the exalted creator that he made such an amazing test of such amazing subtlety that the illusion of this life is very, very hard to see through. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those whose vision is clear enough that we are not taken in by the illusion of this world and that we focus on our share of this world but also on our share of the hereafter, inshallah. Now Ramadan is the time to break the illusions. I know we all see Ramadan in a particular way, as a particular sort of worship, as a particular sort of test, I would guess that we don't often think of Ramadan as the time to break the illusions. And let us look at that as hopefully an additional benefit. That the struggle of being a good person is not just about avoiding temptation, it's about avoiding illusion. And in this regard, I have some good news and some bad news. Let's start with the bad news. The bad news is, even when I know something is an illusion, it is difficult to get away from it. That doesn't stop the illusion. So now you've seen the Mueller-Liar illusion. You know it's an illusion. But does knowing that make you see the lines the same length, or do you still see the bottom line longer than the top? Well, I still see the bottom line longer than the top, even though I know it's an illusion. And that's the bad news, is that the illusion is very, very powerful. Now the good news. Let me take the good news from the point of view of talking about two levels of spirituality. Let me be very clear, I'm not saying Islam is saying there are two levels of spirituality. These are sort of my thoughts in case they may be of help. On the first level, even though I see the bottom line longer than the top, now that I know that's an illusion, I can behave in accordance with the truth even though I'm still susceptible to the illusion. If someone were to reward me based on a correct answer as to whether one line is longer, I can say that they're both the same length, even though I still see the bottom line longer. I can behave according to what I know, not what I see. I can order my life based on the fact and not the illusion of fact. And that is significant that in and of itself would be a triumph. For example, you may have heard people say, we don't really need to pray. The purpose of prayer is to be a spiritual, but I'm already a very spiritual person. I talk to God all the time. Consider that the illusion. And even if someone is under 
the spell of that illusion. The fact is that we have been ordered to pray. And so we can behave according to the fact, not according to the illusion. And we can use this Ramadan to try to train ourselves that yes, I may be under the spell of some illusion or another, whether it is prayer, whether it is promiscuity, whatever it may be, but there's the illusion and there's the fact, and I can order my life according to the fact and not the illusion. But now, let's aim for higher. Let's ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his blessing. And I'll ask you to look at this slide, and you will see the wheels turning. And in fact, it is again a still picture. This is a product of the way our brain processes different shades of color and shades of gray, and that some shades are processed faster than others. And so, because of this, it seems that there is motion. And someone understood this illusion enough to be able to create this picture for us and put us under this spell. That we are certain, and I'm sure some of you are doubting me, this isn't really a still picture, I'm showing you a movie and just saying it's a still picture. But the good news is, we can sometimes break the illusion, and that's what true spirituality is all about. So now I'll ask you, look at the top left of the picture, you'll see an arrow, and that arrow is pointed to the center of that row of circles. Fix your eyes on that black dot center. Don't let your eyes move. Fix your eyes. Look at just that. Now the illusion should be broken. There's no more motion, right? So if we know what to do, if we have the right guidance, if we have the right teaching, on level one, we can say, yes, I, I still see one line longer than the other, but I'm going to behave according to the fact, not the fiction. But on level two, it is sometimes possible with God's blessing to gain the insight to break the illusion. And all of a sudden, life comes into its proper perspective. Life with its temptations, with its fears, with its anxieties, with its tests, with its difficulties, all of it now looks the right size. It no longer seems bigger than it is. It is no longer the all-important thing, and all of a sudden the illusion is broken, and that is what the Qur'an is doing for us. So let us end then with this verse from Surah Al-Hadid, verse 20, where the Qur'an is telling us outright that this life is an illusion. And when we read the Qur'an, I used to think to myself, gosh, there's a lot of repetition here. The Qur'an says very similar things over and over, the gardens through under which the rivers flow and the hellfire and the punishment. And now I've come to realize that this is 
the repetition to draw the picture from so many different angles to stress it over and over that is how we break that illusion we put life in its proper perspective and the quran is telling us here very explicitly اعلموا انما الحياه الدنيا لعب ولهو وزينه وتفاخر بينكم وتكاثر في الاموال والاولاد you should know that the life of this world is only play and amusement it's an illusion a show and boasting among yourselves a quest for greater riches and more children and then the quran explains to us what this illusion is like كَمَثَلِ غَيْثٍ أَعْجَبَ الْكُفَّارَ نَبَاتُهُ ثُمَّ يَهِيجُ فَتَرَاهُ مُصْفَرًا ثُمَّ يَكُونُ حُطَامًا That its similitude is that of vegetation that flourishes after a rain, the growth of which delights the farmers. But then it withers and you see it turn yellow and soon it becomes dry and crumbles away. And is this not what life really is like? We scramble after riches, we scramble after fame, we scramble after fortune, and no matter how beautiful it seems, like the plants, it will wither and it will crumble. And now the reality. وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ عَذَابٌ شَدِيدٌ وَمَغْفِرَةٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَرِضْوَانٌ وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ The life of this world and, and in the hereafter there will be either severe punishment or forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His good pleasure. The life of this world is nothing but an illusion. And so, I hope inshallah that with this Ramadan, we can maybe look at Ramadan with yet another perspective and yet another purpose that this is the time to delve into the Quran. This is the time to confront the illusions and this is the time to try to climb that ladder of spirituality step one step two that i talked about and inshallah much much higher and i pray to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he accepts from us our fasting that he accepts from us our prayers that he removes from our eyes the beguilement of the illusions of this world and lets us see it for what it is that we take from it our share, we enjoy the good that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, but that we keep our eyes on the prize, His pleasure in the hereafter. Insha'Allah, may God bless you, may God bless all of us, may God protect us and guide us in this Ramadan and after Ramadan. God bless you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.